As I was just telling my guest, who I will mention in a second, we're going to do it live. It's the filibuster freestyle. And the only thing almost as old school as yours truly, your buddy Gavin, doing a filibuster freestyle by myself is to bring on an old school player, the R-O-S-C-O-P man, Roscoe P, coming to you live from... Well, not the 215, because you're not in Philadelphia, unless you are. Roscoe P., what's up, brother? You know, I once said in the uh, Drilling Threes classic dime piece, I say a line, um, right now you're option one, but I'd be fine with option two. Yes. And I'm uh, very happy tonight to be option two. Uh, I'm on the, the fill-in. You had a very cool guest lined up, but that's going to wait a little while. Yep. Or a week, whatever, and... and uh, I'm very happy to uh, to step in uh, on this emergency uh, episode. Yeah, this is a late a late edition, Roscoe P. You know, we, some guys can just do it in their sleep, and Roscoe P. is one of them. What we were supposed to have, as Roscoe alluded to, everybody, uh, filibusterfreestyle.com, by the way, is where you can find the freestyle in all of its glory and then some. Uh, we were going to have the director of two ESPN 30 for 30 documentaries, uh, Thaddeus D. Matula who did Brian and the Buzz, and he did the epic Pony Excess, the story of SMU football getting the death penalty, uh, the, the leadings up to it, the, the, the times of it, and then the aftermath of it. And he had, he had, a, he had a bail on me, uh, not because he didn't want to be on the show, he wasn't feeling very good. We're going to do that next week. So Roscoe P. said, I'm in. And, Let's go. Uh, that's and, a super cool guest. That, that's probably the coolest guest you've had so far, right? I mean, that's a... That's a big timer right there. Well, I'm pretty pumped about it. I mean, I'm pretty pumped about all of our guests and all of our listeners. And uh, <laughs> it's, very, it's very diplomatic of you to say. Yeah, absolutely. I think the worst <laughs> guest is when I have myself. So everybody I else. Don't know. I listened to your one, your old school uh, filibuster. Uh, was that last week? Yeah, last week. Yeah, that was all right. Not too shabby. I had to dust off the old soliloquy. You know what I mean? Sure. It's good to mix it up once in a while too. You don't want to have the same format every week. Once in a while, just go out there and, and bring the bring the thunder. Well, that's exactly it. And you know what? This wasn't planned, but you know there was a point a couple weeks back um, when I was asking folks to go on to iTunes and subscribe right to the show and leave a review, which I still want people to do. Again, as Andrew Patterson said, especially if it's positive, <laughs> like don't go. <laughs> but. I do want to highlight that I have my theories on who it was, but somebody wrote a negative one. <laughs> and it basically said, great title, but called me like an amateur hack and <laughs> said something along the lines of, it was, it's, a, it's an obnoxious waste of time. And, but they said the name was cool. And so anyway, I have my theories on who it might be, but... It's okay. It's America. It's a free world, at least for now. So let's, let's let them say what they want to say. But what I enjoy is that they like the name. And then my answer to that person saying that it's an obnoxious waste of time, Roscoe P., is that any show called The Filibuster, which means you just say dumb stuff so other people can't talk, and Freestyle, right. which means it's coming off the dome, is going yeah. to be come off as amateurish because there's no real plan. It's, it's about the only plan is to actually filibuster. Right? So if we go back to the original days when I'm up in New Hampshire on a Tuesday night drinking, um, you know, what was that, uh, the, the Gatorade that I love so much? They, they discontinued again, the cooler one. Anyway, citrus cooler. 
you know, if we go back to 2015 and yours truly is doing this alone on a 12-minute podcast, that was the original point, was to be, I guess, an obnoxious waste of time. So to you and yours and all the listeners, thanks for being a part of it. Yeah, plus how many forms of entertainment currently are obnoxious wastes of time? Like 90% of them. Yeah, hashtag most of them, right. Yeah. So anyway, that all being said, speaking of of, uh, things that aren't waste of time, uh, how's the how's the the new project going? You want to give us an update on the uh, the musical stylings of Roscoe P's, uh, you know, whatever your new your new project here? The- uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, in fact, just before you called, I was listening to some of the tracks. I, I um, it's going really well. I'm really excited about it. Um, there might be a lot of songs, nice. which I wasn't sure was going to happen. I mean, there's I took a quick count. Like I got stuff recorded for like like 15 songs nice Um, yeah i haven't done a lot and i'm a little because you know i want this to happen very naturally and organically and i'm not forcing it i'm not putting a timetable on it and all that um and there's a lot of song ideas i haven't written very many lyrics so i'm a little concerned that maybe i can't anymore i don't know i don't know if i still got that uh oh that's that's pure poppycock Um, yeah, I'm sure I can do it. I just, and, and, you know, I, I get ideas for lines here and there. I think I just got to have to. I also feel like once I write like a verse, I'm going to write a thousand verses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, once that happens, I, I think, you know, I got to. Some of it is just the timing of my, uh, you know, real life and day job and all that. And, and that's going to slow down, I think, a little bit in the next couple of weeks. And um, I, I would love to have uh, a finished song or two up on SoundCloud sometime in the month of May. Nice. Uh, and, and like I said, they could start rolling um, uh, pretty quickly after that. And, and, and you know, I, I really like the songs. I'm, I'm getting better with the equipment and, and uh, the, the digital audio workstation I'm using. And, um, yeah, I think at least a couple of the songs are going to be really, really good, maybe all of them. Well, I'll tell you what. Ideas, they're, they're all kind of different, and, and it's cool. We're looking forward to a couple of those babies being up prior to Memorial Day, maybe. That's the month of May, because you might, you might be eligible for Summer Jam 2017, which uh, we're getting pretty close to the time when Andrew Patterson and I dust off the old which song that's out now is going to be the anthem by the end of the summer? Oh, the song of the summer podcast. Yeah, which will be our third yeah. annual. That might be our first, our first ever third annual. Uh, first ever third annual. On the old obnoxious waste of time filibuster freestyle. <laughs> I'm going to write a song called Obnoxious Waste of Time, and that will be the song of summer 27. Can that be the one that I get a verse on? Because I'm definitely going to going to throw some haymakers at at the the potential. At that, at that guy, you're going to start a rap beef with the guy who wrote that. Uh... Yeah, and ironically, I have it narrowed down to a couple people, and, and none of them are my former rap nemesis, Pitbull. But um, <laughs> if it turns out to be him, Dale, if you know what I'm saying. Um, all right, so Roscoe P. What we need more than anything is a Gav Money versus Pitbull rap battle this summer. I've That's literally been saying that since like 2010. <laughs> uh, when he came out with the song that was like yabba dabba do slamma dimma ding dong pitbull all night long <laughs> and everybody was like yup that's fucking fire excuse my language that's fire <laughs> I haven't sworn on the podcast in a while you can see the vitriol I had for that that song <laughs> it really brings it out of you yabba dabba do slamma dimma ding dong and I'm not making that up those are the real words I think those are the actual words as I've always said, he's a mediocre rapper in two languages. But you know what? Hell of a showman. 
Hell of a I show. Yes. All right. Love them. All right. Listen. So we got to tease two podcasts that we haven't quite had the time to do the research on, but it's going to get us to kind of a weird, like desert island, stuck on a boat forever with only so many songs to play. Uh, kind of like a r- Russian roulette, if you will, at the end. Okay. Slightly less violent, but okay. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, again, I'm off the dome tonight, but. Yeah. And it's late. It's like 1030. Um, I start vacation as soon as this podcast ends. For a- Oh, that's great. That's my fault for having it be late. No, no, you're okay. I'm, just, I'm like, I'm, I barely hold it on. Hence the F-bomb earlier, which again, if your kids uh, <laughs> di- didn't earmuff it because there was no warning, mucho gracias and lo siento. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, here's idea number one. You, you, you came up with this the other day. And you, you said, why don't you say it? It's, it's, it regards ACDC. The ACDC thing? Yeah, go, right. go for it. Well, this this spun off from, and, and you referenced it on yeah, your I'll, I'll podcast that. with Cindy Harrington yeah. about Josie. And I, not to revisit that, I'll just say I agree completely with Cindy and with you not at all on what was said on that podcast. Okay, so uh, the, jo- the girl is older than Josie slash older than the guy? Yeah. Okay. Um, agree or disagree? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> In that in that text thread that kind of started that podcast, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I this thought occurred to me because one of the songs you mentioned was "You Shook Me All Night Long" by ACDC. So I was thinking, is there a more universally liked rock band than ACDC? In other words, ACDC is not everybody's favorite rock band, but nobody hates them. Yeah. It, DC probably has at least four songs that everybody likes. I mean, the more four songs, the, but nobody, no one's ever said ACDC sucks. Oh, I can't. I, I, nobody can't stand ACDC. Right? ACDC. I've never. I mean, I was thinking about it since you brought that up in the last, say, ten, seven, ten days. I just can't think of a band with as many hits, as much staying power, as little deviation from their formula. But yet at the same time, they've had now three lead singers, if you count Axl Rose finishing their tour last year. No right. one's ever and he and he's been hated by people. Anything yeah. ACDC does is a collective, like pretty good to great from pretty much anybody who likes rock music. Yeah. I mean the yeah. only the only reason you, you get a yeah, I don't know about ACDC is if you literally don't listen to rock music over the last yeah. forty years. Which is pretty right. much impossible. Right. Right. So yeah, the the only two other bands, and, and I I brought this up last night uh, at a, a gathering. This oh. theory, oh, um, hello gathering. Yeah, there. Yeah, well, it was a social. There was a social event, a function, even. And uh, the only two bands I think I mentioned them in the text, but uh, it would be uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah, that's a good one. And Creedence Clearwater Revival, but I'm not sure. I guess Tom Petty, because like they're on tour this summer. I'm yeah. not sure Creedence. Like there is no more Creedence. They're not. They don't play anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. I, mean, I think John I think... Fogarty Fallout. I mean, the songs have held up. People know the songs. Yeah, they're great I'm songs. Sure, I'm not sure they're quite like you can play Bad Mood Rising or you know Looking Out My Back Door and people are going to recognize it, right? Um, uh, but yeah, those are the only two bands that have that have come up. I'm not sure either of those is at the level of ACDC. Petty probably closer. Yeah, I mean, Petty's a little bit of a different thing, but he certainly is rock music, and he certainly yeah. has had staying power, and he's certainly still, like, super popular. You know who's actually, I don't think it's as good of an example, but who's popping into my head as maybe, like, a, a, uh, 
a poor man's Tom Petty equivalent would be like Steve Miller Band. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, think, I think they've held up. I mean, there are definitely – I don't know a lot of people who don't – there are a lot of people who don't care about Steve Miller Band, but I don't think anybody hates the Steve Miller Band. You know what I mean? Right. And again, there's probably a couple songs that, that you like. And there's probably – Steve Miller Band is also one of those bands that you, you probably like them without realizing you like them. Mm-hmm. But there's probably a song – that's song true. That you like that? You go, oh, I like that song. Who is that? Oh, that's Steve Miller. And I think that's the biggest difference is that Steve Miller can sneak in there a little bit, but ACDC or even Tom Petty, the vo- the vocals are so, you know, you know it's Tom Petty, you know it's Brian Johnson, you know it's Bon Scott, uh, and ACDC, you know it's their guitar riffs, you know it's Angus Young. So, right. yeah, you're right. Now, let me just for the sake of having some fun, I, I tried to think of a couple either people or artists, not all rock bands, but who may or may not be worth talking about, and, and you and I got to figure out how we'll make this entertaining, say, in a couple of months, and how we'll break this down and see if we can't find somebody who's more universally liked. Uh, and to the fans listening, uh, fans of music or even fans of the show, if you think of anybody, let us know. Uh, hit us yeah, up. I won't, but before you start the list, I won't say who it is. I want to hear your list. But we did, in this conversation last night, come up with one non-rock artist who I think would be on this list, but I want to hear if that, that person's on the list you, you got. Okay, cool, cool. And mine was pretty quick. So, uh, as a solo artist, I had Paul Simon. Oh, all right. Um, you know, uh, how about The Who? The band The Who? The Who? Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I had The Poor Man's Offering of a Rock Band, maybe The Offspring. I don't know anybody who hates The Offspring. Do you? Uh... They're on the border of being. I mean, I can see some people yeah, not liking them. I mean, I, I can see people hating the offspring. They're they're hateable. I don't hate them, but uh, you gotta I, keep I, them separated. They're, they're all right, all right. Well, they're out. But uh, I also thought of rock and roll hall of famers and just troubadours in the truest sense of the word. Uh, cheap trick. Oh, cheap trick! I want you to want me. And they are huge, huge in Asia. Uh, that's, that's correct. I don't know a lot of people who hate Cheap Trick. Um, but I, I agree that they only have a couple real big jams, and they kind of can sneak up on you that, that that's them. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to save my rap artists for the end because I want to be able to delve into that. But here's a guy who, 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 who had it, and I feel like he's, he screwed it up for all the, all the incredibly wrong reasons. None other than the king of pop, Michael Jackson. Yeah, that was the one we came up with last night. Yeah, I mean, I feel like MJ had it, but I, I, people hate him on principle now. It's kind of like, man, I really love the Cosby show, but I feel uncomfortable watching it now, you know? Um, <laughs> That's not quite fair, No, maybe. no, but at the same time, not good. <laughs> Michael Jackson, not good. Well, not good, allegedly. Okay, f- fine, but he definitely did some things that would warrant a, a, a pause or give some people... Pause from being like, yeah, universally beloved. Um, yeah, well, he's he's a weird guy, and and the what we will not delve into about just mention the the podcast topic there is is there like I've argued about Michael Jackson. There's the human brain can only do so much. Like if if you are as much of a genius musically and artistically as he clearly was, you're going to be deficient somewhere else. Okay, I'm not giving him an excuse to behave badly. I'm not saying he did it. But he's obviously weird because his brain seems weird to us because his brain doesn't work like us. If our brains worked like him, we'd be the kings of pop. Wow. 
Talk about that's pretty deep, man. I like that. I like where you're going with that. All right. There's a lot of weird the people you, you would consider geniuses artistically, in particular, seem weird. Yeah, for, for sure. And actually, the, the, ne- the next the next guy I had on here, but I feel like he had a couple downturns around the the millennium uh, is Prince. Prince, yeah, sure. I was gonna say Prince. Yeah, Prince on the list, but I feel like Prince did have a dip. I feel like Prince now is universally beloved, and I feel like he I was before he died. Was Prince. What's that? And actually, since you mentioned Prince, can we take a second and, and pay respect to Charlie Murphy? Oh my God, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, it's almost like, it's almost too bad that though, and, and uh, obviously Dave Chappelle was way more important to those uh, sketches than Charlie Murphy was, but there's still Charlie Murphy's stories, and I guess his, his idea to do those from what you read. Yes. Um, but those two sketches on Chappelle's show, the Rick James one and the Prince one, are... are Seriously, two of the funniest things that I've ever been on on a sketch TV show. Really, just unbelievable. No question about it. No question about it. And honestly, think about think about Charlie Murphy, and I mean this in, in like the most um, the best way possible. It's kind of like being. I mean, he's Eddie Murphy's brother, right? And older brother, yeah. Correct. He's kind of like the real life Johnny Drama. You know, and I know that I, actually Donnie Wahlberg is the real life Johnny Drama, but. <laughs> But actually, I heard that's not true. I heard that, that Marky Mark did not base drama on his brother. It's more like on his bodyguard or trainer. But anyway. Well, um, Donnie Wahlberg, I'm not a big entourage guy, but Donnie Wahlberg is far more successful than Johnny Drama was, right? Oh, no question. No question. Right. Um, but, but so anyway, um, Charlie Murphy's kind of like the real-life Johnny Drama in that his brother's the biggest star in the world. And right. he's... He, he clearly had a nice career for himself regardless. He did play Randy from the band in uh, Coming to America and many other things. And he had a great run on Chappelle show. But the fact that he could kind of be that fly on the wall to be around Prince in a pickup basketball game or, nice. or you know, any type of drug-induced binge with, with Rick James. I mean, the I'm Rick James B is like – it's. Is that 2004 had a bumper sticker? It would be I'm oh. Rick James B word. And, uh, yeah, man. Tip of the cap to uh, to Charlie Mur- uh, Charlie Murphy and uh, rest in peace, brother. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. The last two I have, and they are definitely hip hop. And you're you're a fan of them both. I got I got the Wu Tang Clan. Uh uh-huh. I don't know anybody who's like I hate the Wu Tang Clan. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and I got Jay Z. I mean, does anybody hate Jay Z? Yeah, how can he hate Is anybody like, oh, Jay-Z isn't that good, or Jay-Z's not my cup of tea, but I like rap and not him? No. Yeah, that's true. Um, so Although, there's, there was an article, was it on The Ringer? I forget where I saw it, but when you think about it, like, the the music community has kind of given Jay-Z a pass for a while. Like, when's the last time Jay-Z had, like, a good song? Um, and I know, like, he's, he's retired. He's been retired for, like, ten years, right? So... It, this, like none of this counts because he's like not trying anymore or whatever. But um, I mean, has he had like a really good verse or like a really good song since when? Okay, I've got one that I've got to probably look up. So, but it's the one. It's Kanye, and it's that dude that's like there. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to look it up. But it's it's a great verse. It's like um, the yeah, one, uh, click. Yeah, that click, one? click. His verse and click is great. Yeah, that's that's great. All right, and that's like what? That's for at least five years or less, I think. Yeah, that could be like 2011, maybe. I think I the thought. verse on Click is phenomenal. Yeah, all right, all right, he's good on that. 
I mean, yeah, I'm talking B. Yeah, I'm talking Re. Yeah, I'm talking me. I mean, yeah. it's pretty good. Um, so anyway, I, I agree that he's got a pass, but I feel like you're in the pass for sure. Um, so anybody who has any other ideas, let us know. But Roscoe and I are going to tackle the is anybody more ubiquitously accepted in rock and roll and or pop music than ACDC as generally decent to great, but never like a meh and never like a negative. Nobody doesn't like you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right. The other thing, as you alluded to, and this is what I want to get into us having maybe a decent time here, Roscoe P., is um, we mentioned Josie. And Josie, the whole deal around Josie, and we got to do a pod on this at some point too, is Josie was very popular when it came out. It may have had a little bit of a stutter in the 90s because all 80s rock had a little bit of a stutter in the 90s thanks to grunge. But has any song, for whatever reason, just become universally more popular now than it was when it came out? That was kind of a throwaway song from a throwaway band. Then Josie, right? Yeah, what's, what's your second favorite outfield song? Right. Say It Isn't So, which is like my only other choice. Is that an, I don't even know another outfield yeah, song. Yeah, there's like two or three that I remember from when we were kids that I actually, when I think Cindy came up with this or whenever we came up with it, um, I was like, well, let me look, listen to some other outfield songs. And I remembered a couple, but yeah. Are they good? No. Yeah, no. I mean, Josie is a phenomenal tune. Yes, it is. It's a great, great pop rock song. Yes, really tremendous. So what I want to do, again, is ask the, ask the listeners to come up with some songs. They think that, you know, again, I'm going to name a few, and that maybe will get people thinking. And then after we name a few, Roscoe, I'm going to put you through some paces on some choices you'd have to make if you were stuck on, like, a desert island or something. Desert island. All Click right. came out in 2012, by the way, just to close the book on that. So Click did? Okay, so it's about five years old. Okay. Right, do it. Okay. This one, I feel like this, the artist is too big, but um, I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. That is more popular now than it was in 1987, even though it was a kind of. I'll tell you right, you're, you're exactly right about that. And um, I, I'm uh, around uh, college students frequently for my work, and, and oftentimes I'm in situations where I hear them listening to music, and that song gets played a lot. Yeah. And, and they all know it. Yeah, and they love it. That's so insane. You are, of of the five songs you sent me that you're about to mention, uh, I, I'm not sure. I totally agree with all of them, but you're absolutely right. And I want to dance with somebody that is huge right now. I have no idea why. Is that like in a movie or on a commercial or something? Dude, it's just I think. And again, I know Whitney Houston was a super duper star. Okay, yeah. and the outfield is the outfield. Okay, <laughs> uh, Whitney Houston sang the national anthem straight, no theatrics at Super Bowl 25, and brought the house down. She basically the most rendition ever. Yeah, she basically invented making that a big deal by blowing it out of the water. I mean, but I remember when I moved to New York in 2005. And, you know, Roscoe, I'm not, you and I, when we were in college, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, we were not listening to any Whitney Houston at house parties. Is that fair to say? Never. Right. So when I moved to New York, I moved in, you know, Craigslist roommate, this girl, woman, Gail, and then the two girls lived next door. And our apartments were tiny. I mean, they both could fit in my current apartment, and I don't live in a palace. But, um, right. you know, the bottom line is those girls and I would, you know, hang out on, like, Thursday nights or, like, Sundays. We'd, we'd drink a ton of beers or whatever we were drinking, and we'd listen to jams and do little dance parties. And that song made them go bananas. 
B A N A N A S. And this is 2005, and I'm thinking, how the hell is this song, which at the time was probably pushing, pushing 18 or 17 years old? Yeah, how, look it up. How is this song this popular to these girls now? And then you just took it a step further because we are now 12 years into the future, and you're telling me 20 year olds now are balling out to "I Want to Dance with Somebody" by Whitney Houston. That song was on an album called Whitney, which came out in 1987. 20, 30, years, 30 old. years old now. And and kids who are not even twinkles in their parents' or, eyes. 18 years old, right. Yeah. Not even twinkles in their parents' eyes. Love right. this song. Love it. So I think that's that's the one. And we'll get into that maybe. If we, and then here are the other ones I have. And this one's more for people that are maybe our age. And it's more, it's definitely not the same as the Whitney Houston one. But Madonna's like a prayer, I feel like has had a renaissance, not so much now, but I feel like when we were probably like, like 10 years ago. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I guess, man, I don't, I don't feel like I hear that a lot. I think, I mean, I guess I'd say I think that song is certainly held up. It's a, it's a great song. It's probably the best song on your list. Yeah. Uh, and I, think, I still think it holds up as one. I don't know that I hear that played a lot, these days, yeah, I don't know. If that's that's more popular because that was phenomenally popular when it came out. Yeah, that was like the biggest song in the world. I'm not sure that could get any more popular. Yeah, because it had kind of that video. I forget now because it was probably 25 plus years ago. That video is super risque. Mm-hmm. So very controversial. Yeah, so maybe that one's that one's probably out. That's one of my faves, though. It's a jam ski. Um, sure. All right, here's one that was done twice, but I'm, I'm talking about the original here. But I think. One hit wonder, at least here in the states. Aha's take on me. I, I feel like people still know it and love it. I feel like kids listen to it in the weight room, and I feel like oh, pe- yeah. I feel like people listen to it. Comes on in bars. Everybody's hitting that high note or trying. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one to hit. More trying than, than hitting it, but they're trying. Um, I think it's a better. It was a bigger hit than Josie when it came out. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think it's in the mix. Okay. Now, I don't know yeah, if it, love that one. Does it help them or hurt them that Real Big Fish did a hugely popular rendition of it as well? Well, I, I mean, I, maybe this is uh, my bad or fuck's point Real Big Fish. I'm not sure I was aware that Real Big Fish did a rendition of it until you texted me that the other day. Have you listened to it? I, no. I don't think I've ever heard the real big fish. You know, we're, we're friends, and I mean this with love. What the heck is wrong with you? I don't know. How, how, how did I miss it? I don't know. I just, I mean, you were huge. Um, who are the guys who sang, hey, in your bedroom, like a Goldfinger? Uh, Goldfinger? Yeah, you're yeah. a huge Goldfinger song. How do you not know Real Big Fish did a AHA cover? Oh, I like Real Big Fish. I'm not, you know, I don't, I, I, I have uh, I have the Real Big Fish uh, CD. Turn the radio off. I have that somewhere. That's why my mind is blown. Because I remember you having that CD when we were roommates at college. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like Real Big Fish. I just didn't know they, I didn't know they did take on me. Well, I want you I, and everybody. I've probably heard it. I, I, I don't know. I just didn't. You probably didn't know it was them. It's all good. Um, all right. Here's one that I think, I feel like Andrew Patterson might have told me, a, put this one in my ear, and I think he's, I think he's right. This is how we do it by Montel Jordan is never going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's probably right. That's not your jam? That's not your... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's no 
felt like a prayer. I mean, South Central does it like nobody does. <laughs> That's true. Um, well, Jordan's like 6'9", right? He's, he's a like tall he's guy. A basketball player. He's a tall man, and yeah. that's a hit. That's a hit. That's a hit. That's an undeniable hit. Still, and, still around. You're right. That one's still out there. People yeah. know it. And then here's one that I, I would have thought you were all over. It sounds like you might not be. And I did write her name wrong on my notes, but I just corrected it. Uh, not Millie Elliott. Missy Elliott. Uh, work It. I feel like Work put, It is huge. I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Exactly. What are your thoughts on this? Remember the day... I don't know if you were, you were there. We were in Dr. Green's basement, Dr. Green, drummer from Drilling Threes, yep. for rehearsal. I think that's where we were. Remember he bought the sampler? Yes. So we were, the band was messing around with the sampler for a while, which is pretty cool. I don't think we used it enough, but. Agreed, um, agreed. So one of the one of the functions on the sampler was you, you could put whatever audio into it. You could just like say something into it and then hit, a, hit the reverse button and it would play it backwards. Yes. So. Through that function, we figured out, so in, in Work It, there's that, you know, the backwards part, right? That's yep. part of the chorus. And what she actually says is, I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. And then she literally reverses it. And, it's, and then reverses it, right? Yeah. Which is, which is badass. And we yeah. figured that out because Dr. Green said it into the, like, into the, the sampler. He goes, I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. And then hit the reverse thing, and it sounded just like it did on the record. And it was like, it's nerve reverse of hand, hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love Missy. I think Missy Elliott is. Uh, I mean, got to be one of the ten most underrated rap artists of all time, right? Oh, she's yeah, for sure. So many she's, good songs. She's great. You so know, the song good. I love by her is the one that's like "Music Makes You Lose Control." That one. Yeah, that's my jam. I can't think of what it is right now. So little show uh, prep tonight, but so, that's so, called. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I can hear it. I know exactly what you're talking about. And then there's a. Uh, I'll think of it anyway. She's she's, she's phenomenal and. She she killed the Super Bowl show a couple years ago. She came out and people were like, "Who's this new?" All the kids were like, "Who's this new artist doing work?" It no no no. That lady's like older than us, and we're not young dudes, you know. Not young dudes. Um, lose control is that song. Yeah 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 yeah. Which literally I said yeah, that music yeah. makes you lose control. Song and didn't know the name of the song. Right. Maybe this is an obnoxious waste of time. <laughs> what an obnoxious waste of time! Isn't it? Cool name though. Um, <laughs> all right, and this gets me to my point. If you could pick, can I add two more? Yeah, you, please, please. What do There's you got? Two other songs that I've noticed that that I, I've again been in situations with young people and been struck by, like how do these young people know these old songs and love them and know all the words? Yeah. And those two songs are, and I, I don't want to put them on your list. I like your list, but just to put this out there in case this becomes a, a more in depth podcast later. Correct. Um, uh, it, it takes two. By Ooh. Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. Okay. Everybody knows that and loves that. And this was really surprising. Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe. Dude, you know what's really funny that you say that is last night when I was kind of throwing the aforementioned five songs up there, I didn't think of them with that song, but I was actually thinking about them as a group that I don't know anybody who's like, yeah, I hate Belle Biv DeVoe. Oh yeah, right. Okay. Like I was, yeah. think, I was thinking of them last night, but I was thinking of them for the other category that we talked about, which is the Tom Petty, ACDC one, which is just like yeah. I don't know anybody who's like, yeah, man, I hate Belle Duvall. Yeah. You know, so anyway, I, I think that's a great pick. Um, yeah. I mean, I I have witnessed entire groups of eighteen to twenty two year old girls singing every word of the you know it's driving me out of my mind part and poison. They all know it. 
Y- you know why? Because it's a fantastic I guess. R&B jam. And you know what I just thought of was that um, not just girls, but I guess mainly girls at this point, people love TLC. TLC's on tour. I mean, you know, two of them. But. Uh, TC. <laughs> yeah, TC is on tour. TNC's on tour. Poor Left Eye. Poor Left Eye. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. Um, dude, I would probably go see that. Yeah, it's probably pretty good. They if they come to Charlotte, I, I might go. But I, I feel like... Doing, um, there's like one of those best of the 90s things or whatever. Yep. So it's like them and uh, who else did I see? I'll look it up as we're talking. Ho- Hoobastank. I'm kidding. I, but. Think like, I think like Blackstreet's on it. Oh, nice. You know, no diggity. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Um, how about... I mean, I think No Scrubs is a jam that the kids still Damn. love. Teddy Jam. All right, so let's. Well, those are on the list of. If we do this right at some point, those songs definitely are all in contention. And again, to the listeners, hit us up on our Facebook page, uh, Filibuster Freestyle. What is it? It's Facebook.com/slash Filibuster Freestyle. Give us some suggestions. Um, would love for the listener vote to help us figure out if there's a song bigger than Josie. If there's a song bigger than I want to dance with somebody because. That song's 30 years old. Roscoe looked it up. It's a fact. But, it's going to be a tough one to beat. Yeah, tough one to beat, for sure. You know what song? I was looking up her works last night, though, Roscoe. You know what song I forgot about that our buddy Trevor used to always sing for some inexplicable reason? Was, uh, your love is my love, and my <laughs> love is your love. Uh, that was a jam. And then sure. there was 1998. It's not right, but it's okay. I'm going to make it anyway. Yeah. All good jams, but just they don't hold a candle that I want to dance with somebody. I agree. And speaking of that, okay, here's the situation. Your boy Montel Jordan is actually on this tour with TLC. Well, now I have to go. It's the it's the I Love the 90s tour. The party continues. It's TLC, Montel Jordan, Color Me Bad, Coolio, Biz Marquee, and the CNC Music Factory. Wow. Well, I will say this. Color Me Bad is liked and retweeted. Some of the filibuster freestyle yeah, tweets. Yeah, you have to go see them. Got to go see those guys. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not leaving without interviewing somebody from the collective you just mentioned. That's just <laughs> the way it's going to be. I'm not going as a fan. I'm going as a journalist. As a, yes, as a journalist. As a journalist. All right, buddy. Here's the deal. Desert Island time. Desert Island time. You get. Basically, there's five, the five songs I mentioned earlier. So Like a Prayer, I Want to Dance with Somebody, Take on Me, This is How We Do It, and Work It. You, if you could pick five songs to listen to over and over again for the rest of your life, but the other five of the songs had to be the songs I just mentioned, would you take those songs plus five of your faiths? Or would you prefer a random 20-song loop, but all the songs are going to be created by an algorithm based upon your recent Spotify history? Okay. Uh, I'm going to answer that by not really answering it, but I have to, I have to clarify one thing. I meant to ask this in our, uh, 22nd, uh, pre-production meeting, but I forgot. Um, that's fair. So the, the option B there, is that the same? Would, would it always be the same 20 songs or would you, you just be randomly getting 20 songs? No, 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 no. It would be the same 20 songs forever, but at least it would pick from your recent Spotify history. Okay. The same 20 songs. So you'd be stuck forever. with those 20 songs. So you'd have 20 that essentially you're not directly picking, or you would get five you know about and five you can control. Right. 
But okay, half the music. So, half uh, the music. All right, so that that's interesting. So do you leave it to to the chance of twenty that you probably like, but you don't know what they what they are, or are there five songs that you like so much that you want to take and know you have? Uh, at the at the cost of listening to those other five songs. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So where are you going? Well, see, where I was going was I, I thought I, I thought option B was like like endlessly random songs. Oh well, you take that. For, you definitely would take that, right? Well, I, I would just on. I don't think there's any number of songs that I would want to listen to forever. You know what I mean, like I would Fair. I would pick. I would pick, even if they weren't from my Spotify playlist, I think I would pick random songs just to have something different. Yeah. Um, but given that it would be the same 20 songs, yeah, I probably uh, I probably would take would take five songs and, uh, and your five. Nice. Nice. Now, what would those five songs be? I have no idea. Well, that could but be, that's a whole other podcast. That's, that's a whole other podcast. Though. Now, let me ask you this. If you could only listen to the works of one of the above-mentioned five artists from those five songs, who would it be? I think we're ruling out Montel Jordan. I'm ruling out Montel Jordan. That's an easy one. That's Madonna by a landslide. Okay. So you're going Madonna over Whitney over Missy Elliott. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we forget because it's been a while, and she's certainly not at this level now, but Madonna was, I mean, as good as it gets, right? She oh, was like, she's like Michael Jackson and Prince put like together. like female Michael Jackson. Yeah. And what what female pop star since her has been at her level? I think there's really only one in the conversation, which for, for me would be Beyonce. Oh, totally Beyonce. Totally Beyonce. But, I, but like, not Britney Spears, not Taylor Swift, not, you know, uh, Rihanna, Christina, like, whoever. Ariana Grande, like, you know, there's... No, like, Beyonce is the only person that you. That's like a yeah, that, the all-time conversation for female pop star with longevity and style and all of it. Yeah, it's Madonna and Beyonce. Yeah. All right, so you pick Madonna. I like it. I, I think I think you're right. I, I don't see you get a ton of songs. You get a ton of variety. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're better off that way. If you're if you're, you're on a mountain, you're on a desert island. You're going Madonna out of those five. I like that, Roscoe P. I like that. No disrespect to Montel Jordan, but I think Madonna might have him by by a nose. Yeah, for sure. I was actually wondering if you were going to just delve into the the nether regions of Aha's works, but uh, yeah, the collective works of Aha. They're definitely the kind of band that when they do a tour, it's like they. What's the old joke? They play "Take on Me" first, last, and twice in the middle. Start with it, end with it, play it a couple times in between, and that's about right. Um, all right, dude, stick around for a minute. I appreciate the the, uh, the, the emergency podcast. Um, one more apology to the fans for uh, my vitriol towards Pitbull earlier. Uh, I cannot edit well it out. Deserved. We well did it. Deserved. We did it live, and in true Bill O'Reilly fashion, I could not do it live without dropping a bomb of That's Fs. Right. But uh, I hope everybody has a great week. Hopefully, our buddy Thaddeus Dematula comes on next week to talk about Pony Excess. Roscoe P's record, The Way Out, which is going to come out in pieces. Look for it. It's going to be hot. It's going to be on SoundCloud. Uh, Roscoe P, hit, hit us up with the Twitter handle. I always screwed up. Uh, it's at Roscoe P Funk, R-O-S-C-O-P-F-U-N-K. That is on Twitter and now on Instagram. That's right. That's right. And follow the show at Gavin Viano, at FB underscore Freestyle on Twitter. We're tweeting up the storm. Here comes the outro. Go, go, go.
Monster Freestyle. That's the end of the podcast, folks. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. This is the end of the